Welcome back to No Caught a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today is the first third of Rage of Dragons by Evan Winter. Mm-hmm. Let's see, we are up to chapter five, subchapter title moments. I don't know. I don't know the the nomenclature for this kind of organization. Yeah, that that sounds about right. That sounds about right to me. <laughs> um, no warm up today. We're gonna do. We're gonna do just the book. Uh, just to to let everybody know, because there was there was probably some question on our listeners' mind this week. I did shower, so <laughs> don't worry. Uh, that experiment that is. is over. I I worry. That people are gonna think that we're like gross boys now. Yeah, I, I I know, and that's why I'm saying to everybody here, I did shower this week. Don't don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> we're not gross boys. I know we we host a, a fantasy book podcast, and Dan doesn't shower, but we're not. Gross boys. <laughs> I, I shower, <laughs> Luke. It was one time. Okay, it was an experiment. It was an experiment. It was an experiment. Okay, yeah. All right, let's, let's get. Speaking of not showering, wanna, let's talk about dragons. <laughs> I actually want to start very early. Okay. Before uh, the book starts. Oh. Map at the beginning. Whoa. Okay. We got a map. Yeah. We, uh, we love the a map. One thing that I want to say about this is that I really like the the names of the like geographical features in the map i don't know if you caught this but we went simple and i'm for it <laughs> so the the peninsula or, or i guess it's a peninsula is cut into three sections mm-hmm. northern section central section southern section mountain ranges northern mountains southern mountains i love it i agree i actually do like it and i think the reason why it fits really well is because I imagine this map was written by one of the chosen, and I I think they just haven't been here long enough to name the things. Like they haven't been on mm. this continent long enough to give the northern mountains a name that's like Elandril Mountain Range or something. Mm-hmm. And so they're just like, eh, we don't have time for that. We're fighting these like weird savage creature human things we can't we don't have time to name mountains that's north that's south let's let's draw some blood this is actually a very good point now that you say it because they have very complicated and interesting names for like themselves and different positions Mm -hmm. within their culture but those already existed before they came here right they brought those with they had the time to build up these uh these cultural uh titles i guess yeah 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 i think that's good i yeah i also love it i was a little confused so i'm reading this on a on an e-reader and the map was pretty difficult to see on that scale so i didn't get a good sense of what everything was named but i did think it was just kind of strange that the north central and south were divided by like straight lines almost like obviously there's not a clear distinction in this world like i don't think there is an actual border but at least in the on the map it looked like they were just straight lines carving up this peninsula into thirds 
And it just struck me as a little odd. Um, not used to seeing just like a bunch of straight lines on a map. That's that's fair. I feel like it it makes sense in this context, though, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a new land to them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Uh, but uh, let's, can we talk about dragons, though? We've talked about the map. All our <laughs> listeners are like, guys, there's dragons in this book, and you guys are I'm sitting here talking the about the map. So, so the dragons in this world are, they seem like uh, just beasts, but like special mm. beasts from what we can tell so far, uh, in that the people can kind of control them to do what they want. But it doesn't seem like the dragons have a whole lot of like sentience. Like it doesn't seem like they're their own society or anything it just seems like they're Mm -hmm. creatures that are able to be controlled right i would agree with that i will say we don't know we actually don't know if they're special compared to like other animals Mm -hmm. we know that the chosen make this connection with them but that could be just because like they're dragons and i'm not gonna like spend the effort making a bond with something else because it seems like there's a huge cost yes yes it takes a lot of power maybe they can do it with like some bunnies but they're like i'm not spending i'm not gonna like gather my acolytes together and sacrifice a few of them to bond with that bunny over there saving that up for the dragon luke i think there's a different reason actually why we haven't seen them bind with another animal I don't think there are that many other animals in this peninsula because here's my reasoning. Uh, Tao had never seen a horse until he came into the city in the south for his training. That's so crazy if you think about it, that he had never like seen a horse before and he lives in like a rural area. Horse would be very useful. He'd never even seen one until that point. The other reason that it's, I think there probably just aren't that many animals is it sounds like most everybody is on a vegetarian diet Mm -hmm. and actually a vegan diet now that I think about it. And Tao sees uh, his noble friend, I think is Jabari. Mm -hmm. Tao sees Jabari eating like beef jerky and he's going nuts over this beef jerky. So... I think they they might be able to bind with any animal and they might be able to do it for like cheaper than a dragon. You know, like maybe binding with a bunny is like no big deal at all. But there just aren't that many animals out there for mm-hmm. them to bind with. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's true. I definitely think that you're right that there's much less animals because otherwise people would be eating meat more, right. I assume. Ooh, Luke, do we have a case of them being too effective of hunters because they can bind to animals? Like, maybe when they showed up on the peninsula, there was just, like, deer everywhere and bison roamed the plains. And then they were like, I'm hungry. I'm going to make this bison come over here and kill itself so I can eat it. And they just did that (laughs) way too much until there were none left. It could be very possible. It would be uh, very short-sighted of them. Yeah. Who's to say? Yeah, but I imagine like the dragons came to live on this peninsula 
There has to be something for the dragons to eat. I don't think the dragons are eating hay, guys. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, hay, probably not. But who's to say that these dragons aren't uh, vegetarian? You're saying we might have the very first instance in any book about dragons of a vegan dragons? Could be. All right. Could be. Yeah, why not? Why Maybe not? they're chomping on trees. Not even vegetarian. They're like breaking down cellulose, cellulose somehow. That's, I, I mean, they have fire in their bodies, so that seems like a pretty effective way of breaking down any material, really. Yeah. It could be. They're just, they're, they've got a little combustion engine in there. They're just, they're think. just throwing whatever they can find into it. <laughs> really, uh, really contributing to global warming, which is problematic, but, um, <laughs> I, I also, okay. So we get a scene with a dragon in battle mm-hmm. when Tao is how I'm pronouncing his name. When Tao goes to fight for this village, mm-hmm. Were you expecting the dragon to be a little more effective? Ooh. I thought it was going to be like game over when the dragon comes in. Yeah, I don't know. It sounded to me like it was just a case of numerical imbalance. Where the Hedeni, there were so many Hedeni. Oh, that's fun to say. There were so many Hedeni that... One dragon wasn't nearly enough to stop the tide. Like the tide okay. is coming in. The high tide is coming in. One dragon is just like pushing against the water. It's like inevitable. Uh, maybe not quite that bad, but it did seem like it became more of a balanced fight when the dragon showed up. I, okay. My guess is that the dragon had that had it shown up earlier would have been more effective mm. because we do it like can't do much once they're like mingled right exactly but yeah. i but but i'm still wondering if the dragons are enough to be like you know one dragon is turning the tide of this battle because they seem big enough to right they seem big enough to they also seem like impervious to mm-hmm. any attack that these hedeni are bringing uh, but I think the clear weakness here with the dragons is that the gifted have to control them. And it's like such a toll to control the dragon for an extended period of time that the Hedeni just have to hold out for those humans to die of their exhaustion. And then the dragon will fly away and they can finish what they came there to do. So I think that's kind of the drawback. Like... That's kind of what evens the scale, I would say. The thing that I kept thinking about with this dragon showing up, in the prologue, when they're landing on these shores, it's like a huge question of whether or not the queen should even get the dragon involved because they're worried that bringing the dragon out will lead whatever caused the culling to them and everybody is like shocked when the queen calls the dragon forth to like defend her people 
And so I read that and was like, oh, okay, so these dragons are going to be used very sparingly and like only in case of emergency. And then the first little town that gets attacked, a dragon shows up to save the day. So I guess they just don't really, I guess they decided it was always worth the risk. <laughs> I, well, I guess the, the uh, genie's out of the bottle, you know, maybe it's like a all or nothing kind of thing. I see. So they were concerned that first time, but then when she did it and nothing happened, they were like, oh, all right. So we can just, yeah, you know, just dragons every day then. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm not walking so. to the store. Are you kidding me? I'm calling a dragon. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. That's fair enough. Luke, I, I think we need to get most of our dragon discussion out of the way at, up, up at the front, because I've got a few more questions Ooh. about these dragons. Okay, okay. I actually surprisingly have very few notes on the dragons, okay. but, but go ahead. Okay. I, I think we need to talk about what kind of relationship the humans have with the dragons, because mm. I don't think that this is a symbiotic relationship. I don't think... You think we're exploiting them. I think the dragons are being exploited by these people in a pretty major way. Okay, so from what we've seen, I would very much agree with you. Right. And it's like... Mm, it's not even just to the point of like how we exploit, uh, let's say, uh, a horse or something, right? Where we like ride on a horse and we take advantage of its like abilities and things like that. I guess technically we feed and like house horses and we're not even doing that with these dragons. So it's even worse than right. that. But beyond making them fight, it seems like they're... Now I can't tell if this is what they're doing or not, but there are swords and knives made of dragon scales. Are these dragons shedding scales or are we, do we have a factory farm somewhere where we're creating dragons to make these weapons? <laughs> right. Okay. So my, my honestly one note about dragons is that the dragon scale sword sounds dope. It sounds incredible. <laughs> would love, would love one. Um, but we're not sure how they're made. Right. Right. It's like an iPhone. You know, everybody wants one and they look very cool. But when you start digging into how they're made, ooh, yeah, you really shouldn't <laughs> want one of these things. Yeah, because I'm actually curious now because this, the swords and daggers are made of the scales, right? Mm -hmm. Like the actual blade itself. Yes. How big are the scales? Right. This is a good question. Are I... we like for a sword... I can see in my mind's eye you making a dagger out of one scale. Mm -hmm. Yes. But sword, that's if you're making a sword out of one scale, that's a big scale mm -hmm. or a weirdly shaped scale. Every dragon, every dragon has one. Well, maybe not. Every, let's say 50% <laughs> of all dragons have one really long pointy shaped scale. <laughs> and they have to take that one to make the sword. They don't talk about what part of the dragon that scale comes off of because nobody really wants to nobody really wants to talk about that, but it's very useful. So they will keep taking that scale from the dragon. Cuz cuz otherwise how are you if it's not one scale, how are you combining scales? Yeah, I have no idea. You cannot convince me that you're smelting scales. No. 
No, you're definitely not. Because if you're smelting scales, then you're making all kinds of other cool stuff out of scales. Right. They have copper right now. If you're smelting scales, you're making steel also. <laughs> gotta be. You gotta be. So I, I do think this is one big scale that they're making into okay. a sword. But I don't... Mm. These dragons aren't shedding scales, right? This actually, let's think about this. Hang on. Because logistically, mm-hmm. you're not smelting the scales. Mm-mm. So you're crafting it by like carving it. That doesn't seem like a great sword. Ooh. Well, yeah, but it, we're comparing this to a bronze sword. Okay. Like, they're currently working with bronze as their best swords right now. So, I imagine if they can get this to hold an edge, and, yeah, it's not going to be very flexible, right? You're not going to have the qualities that you really want in a good steel sword in one of these dragon scale swords. But it's got to be very durable, Maybe. Uh, I mean, they're carving. How are they? But they're crafting it. This is a great point. I don't. I, have I don't no think idea. the dragon scale swords are very good. It's an aesthetic choice. It looks so cool, Luke. It it looks very cool. And everybody knows that you're cool if you have one of these swords or one of these weapons. True. True. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that. I think that they're ceremonial, though. Uh, I think this is definitely true. I don't think you're actually pulling one of these out and using them in battle. I think it it, it sits above your mantle, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Okay. But to your main point, though, <laughs> if we're going to circle circle back, yeah, I think, we're, uh, I think we're mistreating dragons. I'm worried about this. Luke, I I wanted a story of some symbiotic relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I I'm not saying I dislike this story so far, but I have to say when we started this journey, I was like, "Ooh, I wonder if we're going to get any dragon riders in here or if there's going to be like a friendship with the dragons." <laughs> you just want to read Aragon. Again. I might just want to read Aragon again. This could be true. <laughs> no, but I I know what you mean. I I am worried. Mm-hmm. It seems like all we do is take. Mm-hmm. Where's the give, guys? What are dragons getting Where's out of give? this deal? What do they What do they want, actually? Mm. Why are they so angry? Just, just to be left alone, probably. I, probably. Okay, that that's all I've got about the dragons. So we could talk about the okay. rest of everything else in this book. Uh, now we've talked about the dragons. The dragons so far. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go really small. This is going to be mm. a small note. Okay. So this uh, this harvester guy, mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the book, comes up and uh, Jabari and Tao are duking it out. And this harvester guy is like, Jabari, your, uh, your family is looking for you. And then Jabari asks him why. And he tells them, he tells Jabari all of the news. He tells Jabari that the queen is dead and all of the interesting things that have happened. I think that that's rude. It's inc- I know that's, that this is small. It's incredibly but like, rude, yeah. If the family is, is calling for Jabari, that's not your news to give. 
Right, like the reason that his mom is calling for him to come back to the keep is to tell him this news. It's not like, right. if they just wanted him to get the news, they would send a messenger. They wouldn't send somebody to tell him to come back to get this news. <laughs> this is actually so true. I hadn't thought about this. It is rude. I do think you got to be careful who you send this message with, right? It sounds like this Harvester guy is just... Like, there are some people who I think feel like it gives them authority to know the latest, like, gossip and news and to tell people that gossip and news as soon as they can because then they were the one who told you. And so they get that, right. like, special privilege. Uh, I don't think that's always the case, guys. Sometimes you got to keep your mouth shut because it in like in this situation, if I'm Jabari, I'm like, dude, I, my mom's going to be pissed. You realize this. <laughs> now I have to fake surprise. I hate faking surprise. <laughs> this is an outstanding point, Luke. <laughs> Since we're talking about this guy, from what I understand... This person is in charge of giving out rations to everyone. Yes. At least that's one of his duties. One of his duties, right? And it it doesn't sound like there's like too too many people that he has to give out rations to because we're in kind of a small town. This is one guy going around with two I'm going to refer to them as slaves because they're kind of slaves, these drudges. But mm -hmm. so three people delivering food, there can't be that many people on their list to deliver food to. And yet, right. Tao has to remind him every time that he is a high, what is it, high common. Every time? He's doing it on purpose, Tao. <laughs> yeah, this guy is so rude, Like now that I think about it. If I am a regular in a restaurant, and I get the same thing every time. And the waiter comes over and says, uh, the usual. And I'm like, yep, that'll be it. And he brings me a slice of rhubarb pie when it's like, not the usual are French fries and a chocolate milkshake. So rhubarb pie is absurd. I'm a regular. You see me every time I'm in here. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. He's not working off of a list? Like, what is this harvester doing? Also, yeah, like, can you... What if I am a low common? Can I just be like, no, actually, I'm a high common. You're saying Tao didn't aim high enough. You're saying he should have been <laughs> like, actually, I'm pretty sure I'm a petty noble. Huh. <laughs> I, I'm... Yeah. Do you have some... Give me some of that I beef mean, jerky you got back there, boy. I think I think you probably have to keep it within the realm of common, but I, I think you can. I think there's some wiggle room here. We don't know it how stupid like this harvester is, Luke. Sure, maybe you don't say it in front of Jabari, but Jabari leaves, and you're like, actually, Jabari just said I was a petty noble. So, <laughs> actually, I'm new in town. I know I look like Tao, that low common that you always give rations to. I'm not him. Hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be either rude or the biggest idiot of all time, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some are saying both. <laughs> the Another small thing that I think we just need to appreciate is how terrible this place is that they found and colonized it's it's already got you mean the land the land itself the land itself and the like properties of the land so first and the most obvious one that we find out about is it's already occupied it's already got people on it who don't really want us who don't really want our like main characters there that's not they actually really don't they hate them it seems like so that's already a pretty bad look for stopping here and saying that you're gonna live here the other one that i think isn't really addressed that much in this book but if we think about it will be a big deal is the trees being shitty Mm -hmm. this is such a huge issue that Obviously, the characters in this book don't really think about it because they just live in this world. But think about how much of our world is built on tree corpses. It's a lot. It it is a lot. I will say you don't live in the Southwest. Yes, that's I have not seen a building made of wood in a long time. (laughs) Okay, okay. So this is not very relevant to me. This is fair. This is fair. But I think just in the history of, like, human civilization. Right. Trees, very important. Like, incredibly important. Trees are big. We like trees. (laughs) We're big into trees. Uh, And, like, still, like, even today, a lot of houses outside of the southwest obviously uh made of tree parts still guys so this is like a pretty big bummer i Mm -hmm. oh this might be a hot take but i i think i'm with the queen's advisors from the prologue as in like they should turn around and go somewhere yeah i think we show up here we see that the the people don't want us here the trees are bad, and we're all dying. I think it's easy, easy, yeah, yeah, we should turn around. Let's go somewhere else. I get that they're getting hungry on those boats. Do we not fish, though? Oh, Luke! We've got a fish. Also, uh, they probably haven't heard of this uh, little thing that happened in the United States called the Donner Party. But they seem to make it out of there just fine. They didn't all starve to death. I don't honestly don't know what that is. <laughs> well, look it up. D- the Donner Party. Uh, they didn't all starve. Some of them did. But then they helped out everyone else. Right. There's. Right. I will say we don't know how much water they have. There's a lot of ships. So maybe they're, they're, they can't fish enough. I guess, but if it's like you're finding a new place for your whole civilization to go, you, you picked a bad starting spot. Your spawn point is bad like, here. Yeah. Maybe you, maybe you, I, I actually have a question here. Mm-hmm. When you show up at this land and there's, there's these, these bad boys 
that are already there. Mm-hmm. How does the like intro start? You're saying how did the fighting begin? What was the first? Yeah, move? yeah. Like, do they do they show up and just it starts and they're just fighting, or do they show up and like come walking around? This is what happened. Have a little meeting, what... and we're like, "Can I have this?" And and the the Hadini or whatever they're called say no, and then a fight breaks and then out, it just escalates. I think I think that is essentially what happened. But to get into the specifics, I'm sure the queen came off of her ship, met with the chief of the Hadini, they exchanged pleasantries, and the queen was like. Oh, bummer about the trees here, though, right? These things suck. And the chief of the Hedini is like, are you insulting our trees? <laughs> you come into our land and you insult our trees? I cannot stand for this. That's fair. They're delicious. <laughs> Have you tried one? <laughs> no, they're... Okay. They're eating the trees. They might like, be. Just like the dragons. I, but okay, but I think that, like, we got to find a third way. And I think that that's pretty obvious. You just, like, you park the bus for a little while, send out some feeler ships around, a little exploration action, tell the Hadini, hey, we're just going to be here for, like, a little while. (laughs) Your trees are bad, so we're not staying. Don't worry about that. We're going to (laughs) go find some good trees. Not a huge fan of the trees. (laughs) I think this is exactly the move, and I think it's incredibly short-sighted on the Queen's part to stay here. Because, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. you have 2,500 ships and you found some land. Seems like you could stay here for at least a little while. So, you, yeah, most people stay here. You send out like 250 ships in different directions, loaded up with supplies. Have them see what they can see. Uh, This is obvious, guys. (laughs) And the fact that we've stayed here this long... You're at well, okay, constant we did, war. We did, we did see at the beginning, for some reason, they don't know how to make ships anymore. Oh, no, no, no. It's this the makes wood. sense. What am I talking about? <laughs> the wood's terrible. The wood's so <laughs> terrible, they can't even make ships anymore. This is tough. They're trapped. Right. Oh, no. But they had ships at the beginning. What is that wood? <laughs> did they burn it? Yeah, Luke, they burned the wood from their only trees. No, I think they still have some of it. Uh, because the... This is what the practice swords are made of? The practice swords are made from actual, like, good wood. Ah, what a terrible... Like, should we make ships? (laughs) Or practice swords? (laughs) And it seems like we've chosen practice swords. (laughs) What happened is they broke down all of their ships into pieces of wood that were just small enough that they couldn't make boats out of them. And so they they have so much wood. But it's all like, it's all like six feet long and like four inches wide. And they're like, we can't make anything useful out of this. Meanwhile, meanwhile, this ex-council member is like, hey, I need to do some training with some sword boys. How about we use that wood that's been sitting around for 180 years? They're like, fine, get it out of here. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Probably. It's crazy, guys. We should have left a long time ago. But now they're trapped. So they are. They are trapped. And it's rough because, well, 
Are we team Hadini? Yeah, this is, I was about to say, this is another case where, similar to our last book, there's bad on both sides here. Like, I do we really have that much bad stuff from the Hadini, though? Um, Other than them, like, constantly attacking, which you could argue is... Constantly attacking, it sounds like they attacked, like, women and children in their raids on the... The Chosen. I mean, yes, I will agree with you. We don't have a lot of information about the Hadini. I think we can definitely say that the Chosen suck. The Chosen are not the good guys here. <laughs> right. Uh, I might be team the culling, actually. <laughs> I might be hoping... You know what I think, actually? Let's bring this full circle, okay? Okay. We're taking advantage of the dragons. Mm-hmm. And... The reason that the culling happened was because of this connection with the dragons. I think that the culling is like the dragon defense squad. Mm. Where they're like, you guys are freaking jerks to these dragons. I'm taking you out because I just want the dragons to live their best life. Yes. In that case, we're very team culling. (laughs) I will say we have no information about the culling so far. Except that the legend says they're like silver people who came and killed a bunch of a bunch of the chosen. So we don't have a ton of info. Since we're talking about the culling, though, I I would like to propose a theory for what the culling was based on the information that we have here. Okay. I think the culling was the lesser cast rising up and murdering a bunch of the nobles. I think what happened because it seems like this this structure that is within this society has existed for a long time before they came here with the lessers and the nobles. And there's definitely more lessers than nobles. And the nobles treat the lessers like shit. So if the lessers kind of organized a little bit I feel like a revolution is very possible. And so, and in fact, we already see little instances where the lessers are having little, um, like, disagreements, I guess, with the nobles. And you can sense a power dynamic there. Specifically when Tao's father is talking to Jabari and Lenkin about whether or not they're going to kill the whole family of uh, RN's like second in command. And there's a huge crowd around them. And the sense I got from this discussion was like, the crowd was getting close to turning on the nobles and like killing them. And RN and Jabari like talked everybody down from, from that kind of a revolution. So long story short, I think the culling doesn't necessarily have to be a supernatural event. The culling could have been a bunch of lessers rising up against the noble class and the nobility running. The nobility taking whatever they could and fleeing the country. Okay. And now they get to keep doing their, like, role play in this new shitty tree land. What, what are your thoughts on us still having a lot of the lessers i think they tricked them these are the ones they tricked to come with them 
Okay. They were like, "Hey, if you come, if you come with us, we will give you uh, dental. We'll throw in dental." <laughs> Probably, I think that's right. I will say I don't know how it connects to the dragons, but maybe that's just all part of the ske- the the scheme. Right. Right. Well, maybe the Lesters got the dragons to team up with them. Right. <laughs> Totally agree. The Lessers totally did agree. some negotiation. Rather than coercion, the Lessers, you know, have a symbiotic relationship with the dragons. Because mm-hmm. the Lessers, I mean, they're in a similar boat to the dragons, mm-hmm. right? Just very much taken advantage of by the... By the, the ruling uh, nobility. Nobles. Right. Right. I don't know, Luke. I don't know. <laughs> Who can say what the culling is about? Maybe we'll find out. Maybe, maybe we will. Maybe we will. Okay, so Tao, after this rough time with Which, his father okay. being executed, um, pretty unreasonably, I would argue. Okay, so he's like vowing vengeance mm-hmm. against these three guys. Mm-hmm. And I very much understand it. But I will say, does Kellen seem like not that bad of a guy kellen seems cool kellen seems like he was trying to defuse everything exactly this scene with kellen reminds me of jabari where they're realizing something has to be done here and he's trying to like do the least that he can to get out of this situation yes right and i i think tau just might not be mature enough to recognize that well it's kind of reasonable like your perception of things when you're in this circumstance is probably a little bit uh, <laughs> difficult to to deal with. But I, uh, like extending this a little bit, mm-hmm. Kellen's father is the guy that's like notoriously cowardly mm-hmm. because of this. He like turned and ran because of the abilities or he said the abilities that these savages had and everyone like disputed his account Mm -hmm. but there's a little hint here that i think tau has he's like i actually think he might have been right yes i i'm 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 feeling like kellen and his father are like kind of the good more well i don't know how his father is necessarily like a comes out good Mm -hmm. well in this but like Correct. Right. And I think... And Kellen seems like a, a sympathetic character as well. Right. I, I think the conflict that we're getting set up for in this book is between the lower cast and the the nobility cast. And so I think what we're kind of looking for are allies between... Like, who actually belongs on which team? Similar to, like, in The Red Rising books how sure there were a lot of people who are golds but not everyone who was a gold is like team gold and Mm -hmm. i think kellen might be more on the side of tau in the lower cast because he's seen he's kind of seen firsthand what happens if you go against the propaganda of the nobility Mm. and so he's like recognized that and i think he he might be doing something Similar but more noble than Tao, where he's like, I'm going to get as high as I can to fix this system. Like, I'm going to get my own revenge by, you know, 
rising as high as I can. You're saying you're saying if we're going to extend this red rising mm-hmm. analogy, which m- mild spoilers for red rising, you're saying that Kellen is Darrow, and Tao is like what was the first guy in the first book that was a red but went crazy? Oh, we don't need, we don't necessarily need to do it, but no, um, yeah, yeah, we well we shouldn't say the name at this point now. But yes, right. yes, I think possibly, possibly. I will say that I don't think Kellen is, I think Kellen is actually from the nobility class. Okay, yeah, yes, yes. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, I feel like we've got some great Poe here for Tao and Kellen to maybe team up. I'm for it. Yeah, I, I hope that we get that scene where he's about to kill him and then they're like, oh, are we actually bros? I think we're actually <laughs> bros. I'm interested in that scene. Uh, I I am as well. I want to talk more about what happens leading to Tao's father's death. Because it's like so wild to me that anyone puts up with this shit. Like (laughs) the lows, the lower cast should be constantly terrified because they can be killed for like no reason at all. And for with like seemingly no repercussions. And so, like, this whole shit starts because this noble comes up and is like, I want to practice fight you, but I'm going to use my real sword. And Tao can't really say no. Fuck, guys. This is not cool. It's no. This is like. I would agree. I would agree. This is like going to like a firing range with Jeff Bezos. And Jeff handing me an apple and being like, hey, go stand down range. I'm going to hit this apple off your head. And he pulls out his big gun and he's like, I'm going to hit it. <laughs> uh, no, Jeff, I'm not going to do that for you. Because it's not even like I this... get a gun. It's not even like I get a gun, too. Like he gives <laughs> me a super soaker and he's like, here, I'll put an apple on my head, too. So it's fair. Ha ha ha. Right, right. And I actually, I think the the following events are even worse. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting to me that at first they're like punishing the nobles in a way, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're like shutting down this training or not training, this testing, which is like so stupid. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like this testing is a thing to like get more people in your military, right? And you, it seems like he just like doesn't want to. He's just like lazy. He's like, I don't really want to. <laughs> he's like, go. thank I don't God, be I was here. looking for an excuse to get out of here. This is perfect. And I, I, I want to turn this into a broader, broader strokes take mm-hmm. about. So the it seems like the men run the like military. But overall, the society is led by women. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it seems like, I want to say the men are just like dumb. <laughs> not dumb, but like there's a reason that they're not leading. Um, this being the one example that I really have, like that's concrete. I don't know. I think we've got shitty people in both categories. Like Lincoln's mother seems not very cool 
because Jabari negotiates that deal where Tao gets to be banished and not right, killed. Right. Okay, okay. But to to clarify, I don't necessarily mean that the women are good, like morally. Mm-hmm. I mean like more competent. Because I think that this move by this noble guy, I forget his name, was a very incompetent move mm. to like cancel this testing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also feel like their military is kind of kind of bad. Their military <laughs> seems whack. It seems super ineffective. Uh, and since we're talking about the poor structure of this, the rules for the tournament that they do to find out which of the lower cast can join their like high ranking essentially like officers among their military bad so they do a single round <laughs> elimination tournament is that right it seems like that's it. bad guys that's right in the random seating yeah so like you pair the two best fighters against each other round one and you're gonna have only the top fighter and the second to top fighter is gonna go in the like scrub cannon fodder infantry that's bad system guys the the guy the tau quote-unquote beats in the first round should have been in should have made it he crushed him he was up like 10 zip (laughs) right at the very least give us a loser's bracket yeah it shouldn't be single elimination single elimination is wild it's so insane um so yeah their military is definitely fucked up it's definitely fucked up and the, they have only there's this one guy and he's he's a cop like uh lesser that has this idea hey maybe we shouldn't train with our like legit swords like maybe we should train in such a way that you can like do it yes yes i think I think we're in for some change here among this governing structure. I I think that the military is hot garbage. (laughs) Yes, I think that's true. I think we can't necessarily, I think we can definitely say that the men running the military are incompetent. I think there we can for sure say that. I don't know if we can say anything about the competency of the women running the rest Mm -hmm. of the shit because we haven't really seen how effective the rest of it is so i don't know it could also be a case where so only women are able to be gifted and it sounds like the gifted are incredibly powerful and valuable so it could be the case where like the reason the women are running the show is because they have access to the greatest power in the realm and that's just like Yeah, they're the most powerful, so they get to run shit, Mm -hmm. which isn't a great reason, guys. Well, okay, one one last note that I have about the military is that there's, there's like, military status, Mm -hmm. right? The nobles that are in the military all have military status. The, The lessers that make it into this, I forget the term, but into this, like, elite group get military status but the huge mass of people that also are in the military don't get military status 
Wild. Wild. Yeah, yeah, it's not really cool. You gotta change the name. It can't be military status then. Right, it's like officer status. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's tough. It's a poor setup. I mean, I think, honestly, Luke, I think the reason they don't give everybody the same rights in terms of military status is because they don't want a bunch of lessers killing all the nobles and being like, and it being legal, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to provide an opportunity for a bunch of lessers to just constantly be challenging nobles to blood feuds because the nobles want to be able to just step on all the lessers all the time but it's really interesting to me that the elite lessers still get military status Mm -hmm. well i think okay this is very interesting in terms of like a revolutionary perspective so if the nobles give the best fighters among the lessers a legal route to challenge and kill them then they're not going to be doing like extra judicial killings right the so you you mean it's like a pressure release kind of system like exactly exactly to where like the lessers who actually like wouldn't be able to take on a noble in combat don't have a legal route to even do it and so they would be outside of the law and even attacking a noble but the lessers that are able to take on a noble they have a legal route to do it so they like keep them within the system Mm. this is actually we see this working yeah right without this option tau is going to try to like start a revolution right but with this option he's just like working within the system right he's like i gotta do well in the military i gotta be really successful here okay it's like okay smart very manipulative incredibly manipulative guys still not good but bravo <laughs> okay something that's kind of stupid have you ever eaten a half ripe avocado luke yes how was it they're not good they're not very good lincoln right before tau kills him is having a rough day so he chugs a bottle of wine and then grabs another one goes to the kitchen and grabs a bowl full of half-ripe avocados for his dinner. This is the best that he could do? That's, yeah, that's not, that's really bad. And you can tell, like, you can look at an avocado. You can look at an avocado and see if it's ripe. Yeah, give it a little, give it a little, a little poke even. Yeah, just one, and you're like, there's, it's a little oh, squishy, there's, Oh, there's no give there? No give. We're gonna we're gonna wait a couple days. Put those in a brown paper bag on the fridge. A couple days later, that's perfect guacamole. Put that on some toast. But he's going half ripe, <laughs> and apparently loving it. Maybe this is a thing. I have never eaten a half ripe avocado. I just heard half ripe and was like, mm, no, no, thank you. Here's the thing, though, Dan. You have always, when you've grabbed an avocado, you have always wanted it. Like, you've always used it in such a way that you would need a ripe avocado. Yes. But if you were going in and you were like, I want to, I want it a little firm. <laughs> I want to eat this like an apple. 
Because, <laughs> like, obviously you don't get a half-ripe avocado to make guacamole. No, but, like, I don't think you get a half-ripe avocado to eat in any way. I... You eat them when they're ripe. That's why they're called ripe. Okay, that's okay. I'm trying to be devil's advocate. I know. Here. Here's what and I think happened. Tough. Here's what I think happened. Lenkin shows up in the kitchen and is like, to the cook, he's like, hey, Margaret, uh, you're looking extra dumb today. And grabs the first <laughs> bowl he could find. And Margaret's like, you know, those are not ripe. Right, Lincoln. And Lincoln's like, I like him this way. Meh, I'll see you later, you dumb idiot. And then he, he gets like three feet outside the kitchen and touches one of the avocados and is like, oh, damn. Oh, these are half ripe. Oh, I can't go back in there. I gotta go. I gotta go eat these. Yeah, that's fair. That's probably what happened. The other, but I will say, we don't know what he was choosing between. <laughs> You know what I mean? Maybe he's like, I've had enough boiled potatoes. I'm not waiting for these avocados to ripen up. I see. I see. So you're saying in the keep of the like most powerful people in this part of the world, his choices are boiled potatoes or half-ripe avocados and nothing else. That's what I think. Yeah. Okay. All right, maybe. Jabari's over here eating up all of the beef jerky. Maybe Lankin is vegan, and they do have a bunch of nice meats, but on principle, Lankin is like, mm, you guys are terrible. You guys are terrible people for even <laughs> touching that stuff. Which good for him. Yeah, I mean, he does murder that whole family <laughs> after raping their daughter, but sure, good for him being vegan. Yeah, okay. That's fair. No, no, no good notes for... I don't like the way that you're pronouncing his name. Can I just say that? How do you pronounce it? I'm going Lacan. I could be adding an N in the middle. You, I, I was wondering. It's L-E-K-A-N. Okay, Lacan. Yeah, I was adding an N. <laughs> keep it in. Yeah, we'll keep it. We love it. We love it. I will say... Something that happens a lot in books that I, I feel like I always have this note mm -hmm. is that at the beginning, it's like, oh, things are looking pretty good. <laughs> like uh, Tao is is like kind of crushing it. He's like weirdly brave. Uh, he's got a he's got a girlfriend who made the first move and he's like, things are things are looking good. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. This is exciting. And then Lacan comes along and ruins everything. Mm -hmm. And then like it just goes downhill from there. Yeah. First first I'll say the the dramatic change that happens with our boy Tao is wild. Because before Lake Laken? Is that his name? Laken? Uh sure. Before Lake, I would say Lacan. Lacan, you do you. Before Lacan, before Lacan kills Tao's father, Tao's plan is to just do well enough to where he can get in the military and then break his leg and he can come home. Tao's like, I don't have a stomach for killing. I think it's stupid. 
I'm not really into the whole endless war thing. I don't care about glory. I've got a hot girlfriend. And I can just chill at home. That's fine. That's fine. Seems like a smart move. Let me pull a George W. Bush. I'll get some... Let me Let me just... I'll serve in the reserves. And I'll just chill. And now... After... He goes to Lacan and his plan that he tells Lacan is he's like, I'm going to become the greatest fighting machine that's ever existed. I'm going to slaughter all of the enemies in my path. And these four people, I'm going to murder all of you one day. You're all going to, I'm going to bathe in your blood after, (laughs) after, after like fighting for years and harboring this vengeance in my soul. I'm going to bathe in your blood. Oh, Tao. Big changes for you, bud. <laughs> here's my here's my actual question about this kind of thing. Uh-huh. This is like okay, a huge like motivating thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as anyone that that long term goes to the like exercises a lot, motivation isn't gonna cut it for like long term uh like difficult tasks right like motivation is gonna get you to the gym on january 2nd for sure you're gonna get to the gym january (laughs) 2nd but come february 3rd you're not making it to the gym anymore right so i just i want to i wonder like a couple years from now (laughs) when when he's like do i want to sleep in (laughs) it's gonna start getting more tempting they did murder my father in front of me for absolutely no good reason. Oh, but this bed is so comfortable. <laughs> it's not gonna, I don't think it's gonna last. I don't know. I think we're gonna find you out. You can't keep that motivation up for that long. Luke, you're saying hatred. Hatred is an all-consuming flame, and eventually it will burn out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think this is I think this is a good point. I think we've got to find something more to sustain us than hatred. Maybe Tao will find that. Mm-hmm. Uh speaking of this like story though, I I recognize that this story is very much a like scrappy hero in over his head kind of deal, right? We've we've read a lot of these stories, right? Where somebody's life is like normal, going pretty good, and then something terrible happens to them. And they get motivated to just, like, destroy something. And so that motivation pushes them to, like, take on so much more than they would have normally been able to. And, like, the power of determination being what drives them. Like, that is what makes them special over everyone else. And I like that story. I'm excited for that story. I'm I'm excited for this training montage in the school. But... I want to read, maybe not a full book, but a short story where the opposite happens. Like, I want to read a short story where the hero is trying to be the laziest, but stay in school. Like, they don't have any reason. I want to read the short story that's what if Tao, Tao's father didn't get killed. And he's, like, just trying to oh. skate by. And so he still has to do, like, these kind of interesting ingenuitive things and tricks but they're not tricks to get to the top 
They're tricks to just stay in school and not do any of the actual work. Wait, but would you want to see the, would you want the story where Tao breaks his own leg? (laughs) Maybe a short story. And just like things go well after that? I want the story. No, 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 no. I think I want a different story. I don't want that story. I want the story of the noble who's in the noble school and knows that he has to graduate or he won't get to go out on the family yacht this summer. But he also knows he's not going to do what these teachers want him to do. And he's going to graduate with like C's, like C's get degrees. And so he's going to try and just be the laziest student of all time, but still graduate. Right. Or like maybe on the on the flip side of things, you want the the story of the main character who has all the natural talent in the world, but none of the drive, but just wants to uh, wants to uh, carve faces into trees on by himself. Right. Right. His dad, his dad owns like four Taco Bell franchises. And so when he graduates, he just wants to manage those. Like, that's his highest aspiration. But his dad has already told him, like, you can't do that if you don't graduate. Yeah. Because that takes its own kind of ingenuity that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. how are you plagiarizing this term paper and getting away with it? Ooh. What hijinks are we getting into? (laughs) Exciting. That is exciting. I would... Yeah, that's a good that's a good read. Someone someone out there, right? Write that book for Dan. Or that short story, actually. It doesn't have to be a book. It doesn't sound like a it's book. It's not a book. It's a short story for sure. I'm sure it's out there. If you know what this short story is called, uh tweet at us or post on our subreddit. Uh get at us on our Facebook page. Let us know what this short story is called, because I'd love to read it. Mm-hmm. We all would. <laughs> well, maybe not everybody, but I'm interested. So like I said earlier, I love a scrappy hero that's in over in over their head. You know, Lyndon from the Cradle series, Darrow from Red Rising. These are great characters. We loved hearing their stories. I'm excited to see what kind of hero Tao becomes. And along the way, Luke... You and I are going to have plenty of hot takes, I'm sure. And there's got to be some dumb nerds here. <laughs>